Well, and the reason why we're talking about all these guys is because it's all about, like, what level do you start at? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, you could start at the level where you just create a bunch of YouTube videos or you do a podcast like Sean and I, and then you would say, oh, buy my course in the bottom, the way to get a 1,000 podcast subscribers. That's mm-hmm. one way to go about it. The second way to go about it is to create an agency. Sean and I create something that's, like, nice, is quality content, includes tactics, and we charge $2,000 for it, you know, and that's the same of quality. Or... We go like balls to the wall and become exceptional human beings and just like throw our hustle down like it's never been done before. And that's the Gary V level. This is the no look backs like, fuck it. This is the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. We're out here exploring the different ways to make money, become better at business, and get you motivated to kick ass. Remember, we want you to entrepreneur. Now, let's get down to business in three, two, one. Welcome, entrepreneurs. I'm Sean. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to be doing episode three. So, what we're talking about is what level of success do you want to shoot for? Um, what kind of got us on this topic was talking about different business models. So, shooting for the moon, producing high quality products and quality content versus kind of a low tier, low hanging fruit, easy model. Kind of want to talk a little bit more about that, Matt? Yeah, the distinction between the two. I believe what we're aiming at or what brought us on this topic was a debate between Sean and I. For the most part, we're starting a podcast together and we're doing this whole digital entrepreneur shit. So it kind of, you know, dawns upon us what level do we personally want to start at? What level uh, do any, does anyone want to consider starting out when they're doing an online business or business in general. And so we had a few idols or a few different figures that we looked at that we've kind of like written down on the uh, paper here that we can go over today. But before we actually get into that, what are kind of some of the broad strokes of the distinction here? I know we're kind of have different feelings about why I'm a little bit afraid of doing offhand recorded Gary V content. You seem to be saying that I should or that we should. Well, it was a, it it became a discussion slash argument, which was nice. It's fun because we have a lot of times very opposing views, which gives a great spectrum. Um, It can be looked as negative, but I don't look at it like that. I welcome it because we can find a middle ground or we can explore new opportunities with that mind state. But to give some kind of background, it was just basically – we were talking about Gary V, Sam Ovens, and then Tanner J. Fox. And, uh, three dudes who do business online. And literally, it is the spectrum of top tier, mid quality, and lower tier content. And low tier content, in my opinion, isn't bad, right? It's just where we're going to call it. And it's low hanging fruit. So Tanner J. Fox was able to, within six months, kind of launch a YouTube and course, and he's balling out now. He's making, you know, whatever, let's say a million plus. He's he's a digital entrepreneur. Yeah. Respectable Uh, income from entrepreneurship on YouTube specifically. Exactly. And Matt told me about him, and we were kind of prefaced it as this is very possible. So the question was, why not? And then Matt was like, because, why don't you tell him what your thoughts are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, I have an Amazon business, and... You know, I've, I've done had good numbers as far. I've done better than other YouTubers who are currently, uh, you know, having courses out there. But I personally have not done a YouTube channel. I haven't become a sort of figure in the online space. And I feel like I've personally not done that. I, I haven't done that. Yeah. Um, and your question to me was why? 
And it was mostly because I was somewhat self-conscious about the content that I would put out for the most part, just kind of everyone was doing it. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I would just be another dude on YouTube doing Amazon based training and then offering a course. And so it became kind of a struggle where it's like, gosh, like anyone could really do this. I could do this. You could do this. People at home, if you have anything that you're passionate about, you YouTube about it enough, you get some subs, throw a little course in the link there in the description. And that's kind of the essence of what Tanner J. Fox did with an Amazon thing. So we're selling Amazon training. That's, that's a very viable model, but what, the question going back to is what level of success do you want to shoot for? What are you willing to take with that lifestyle? You know, like, do you really understand what comes along with that? And we'll get more into those. Let me answer things. your question again. Yeah. Cause I, I totally danced around it, but that's, that's, the, right. that's the context. Your original question to me was like, what's why, why, why not, not do it? Why, why not? not? And it's because I personally critique other YouTubers mm-hmm. and I feel like there are a lot of free courses out there yeah. that pretty much have the same content that people in general also put in paid courses. Right. And the only difference is one is free, maybe dispersed throughout a playlist mm-hmm. on YouTube. And the other one has been put in a link in the comments section. And I guess a, a lot of people would also say that, you know, anyone who could go do research on Google can get everything, can in the get course. everything they want in the course. And, and that's usually the thing. And it's like, if I wanted to produce something, I would want it to be, you know, a top tier information product, um, quality content, super well produced. Yeah. And you're actually providing value because what we get is 95% of the courses out there. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have done this. I've done this myself. You get super fired up on this little, uh, webinar podcast, whatever it is. And they say, here's the course. And this is a replicable model, replicate, replicable yeah, yeah, yeah. model that you can do and achieve success. But the reality is, is 95% of people fail. And those are then going to turn into bad press, haters, and all this kind of stuff. Just because of the core of what sometimes is a part of humanity, you know? Oh, yeah. The human so, condition of yeah, failure, right. you know, having to try. <clears throat> so, like, with Tanner J. Fox... He made this course, produced the content on YouTube, gained a following, and then had this course. Because he's only doing ten to 20000 a month. And let's be clear what he did. He sold products on Amazon, had some success, shared some tactics with yeah. that business model on YouTube, and created a course to do the same thing. Definitely. And that, that's, that's his thing. So. Yeah, right. And then he turned it into a product, which mm-hmm. you could get the same content on his YouTube channel if yes. you had the ability to. So, yeah, but just patience. Right? Yeah. Patience and whatnot. Um, but also to put it in a, a like for the, the low-hanging fruit category, I'll put a positive on it. Yes, the content can be out there, but you were saying that another reason why people would do it is because you're investing in it. So therefore it puts into your psyche. Sorry, why people would purchase it. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. So why you would purchase the course if the content is already out there is because it puts in your psyche that you invested into it. So you have to follow through. That might be one positive reason on why you would buy a course. And that's a justification for creating the course as to say that you're at least Doing something and then hopefully there are a few things. Because I looked into it, there was a, a very critical review. And he's saying, ultimately, don't buy the course because you can get the stuff, this argument. But there are a few things about negotiations with Chinese sellers and things of that nature that might not be there. Hey, so there, Let's recontextualize this. Though, uh-huh. Because because I understand, you know, it 
these things, it, it's a justification for why someone could buy the course, mm -hmm. why someone therefore would create a course. Definitely. And that whole conversation is kind of in regards to what are we in this for and perhaps what would the cost exactly. of your success be, being that other people would have a 95% success rate. Could you ethically release a course and justify it with what you just said, being that somebody would put a price on it yeah. and therefore value it more? And that does, is that full justification for you to create I th a course? I think we're both in agreement on not putting out a course if it's not truly providing value. Myself and you, I think we can both. Sure, you know, but what about value beyond what's already out there versus value just in the fact that you're paying for it, which is, I feel no. like, what you just said. I, I, I think that's a, a justification point, and yes, I think that should be a part of a quality course. But just regurgitating in a course and making people pay for it because it feels like you might be getting more when reality you're not. Well, you're just, like, putting a price on it. I too. don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So then that's what I don't agree with. Yeah. Which begs the question... How do you propose unique content? You know, it, typically what we could do with this entrepreneur podcast, and this is the real discussion we were actually <laughs> yeah. having. Yeah. That when it comes to the digital entrepreneur podcast, we're going to get to a thousand subs. We got all these channels going. We're going to go reach out to some influencers. And this could happen pretty quick. Sean and I, if we get a thousand subs really quickly with like outspending a dime and this goes well, well, that's a formula that we could productize and then package up, ship out the door, put in the comments section and say, hey, learn how to get a thousand subs on Definitely. your podcast with no ad spend. Here's our course. Now, if you watched what we did, you might be able to reverse engineer exactly what we were pretty much yeah. talking we're, about. We're it. providing all the raw content right. as content for, you know, so it's like yeah. multi-purpose. Not only would you be able to learn by reverse engineering by just looking and peering mm -hmm. into our business model, but we could... Put a price on it and put it in the comment section and people would buy it. And the debate was if someone could go research how to do a podcast without us or, or we went on YouTube and we the, the way that we actually figured this out was to look on free YouTube videos from some dude. We took all the top people and we found all the pieces we liked and we found the pieces that were possible and we found what we could do and just kind of put it all together and this is what you're getting now. And so what... I is think, it, okay, so, would you, would you, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go really bold and brash right here. Um, what I feel ethical about doing something is being like, we've already put this content out and we're literally just putting the same content together and putting a price on it in like one of those uh, template course type things that's easy to access. No, that's the immediate answer. But also, if somebody doesn't have... Uh, the wherewithal to be able to go and do that, then I think they deserve to pay the price. You know, if they just want it on a silver platter and they don't have uh, the ability to go out and get the content, even if it's free and out there and they don't want to spend that time and put in the effort, then yes, you do. You, I feel like that person should pay because they're being lazy. You know, <laughs> that's, that's so, okay. So brash. you're saying as far as it's a price on laziness, the pack productizing it is okay. As long as the prerequisite is met that you've produced a quality course that you feel definitely is in and of itself quality, whether or not you've said the same thing somewhere else. For yeah. Because yes, I, I, I believe in that, you know, because if someone, you know, if you're anytime before I buy a course, I research the hell out of it. Okay. You know, because I get lit up on all these inspirational webinars. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the way. This is the one. But I'm not like 
buy instantly. Yeah, I'll go yeah. and I'll put it through a rigorous test and then I'll determine, you know, asking friends like Matt, asking people on the internet, looking for videos, looking for equal spectrum of yes and noers, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of courses I haven't bought because of that, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to bring it back because this is really good content for digital entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in our audience because most of them are being inundated mm -hmm. with shiny objects every day. Buy yeah. my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit. Here's my funnel. And they're like Definitely. balls deep in this dude's funnel. And they like can't get out because it doesn't end and it keeps upselling. Totally. And you're just like, fuck, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to, you need to like not be about that life. Like it's you, very easy. Cause like, you know what? There's a saying is the best people you want to sell to are marketers. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, like it's bad though, but yeah. it's a truth. Um, but going back to topic, um, we kind of came to the idea that you want to produce a quality course. Um, it's a gray area ethically if you just repackage the content and make it nicer. I think that uh, by adding a few extra things, some pieces of content that aren't out there, some really structured, valuable pieces that mm -hmm. would push someone forward, maybe some worksheets or access to a private yes. face group, yes. you know, things like that are going to add value because ultimately like in this game – what you need is accountability. You need people to bounce ideas off of uh, gurus or people that are authentically and ethically there for your success. Mm -hmm. So if you can provide that into a package that's delivered and silver platter delivers someone because we're hacking through all this information. Like we live for research and validation of ideas and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. That's the value we can provide for you is already going through that and being like – Literally just do this, you know, yeah. and then this is a nice way to access it. Come to our Facebook. We'll be keep you accountable. We'll find the ways and then bounce people back. I think that's valuable. Yeah. And I, I could reiterate that there is such thing as good courses that I would say mm -hmm. I would want to have released if I would put my name on it. You know, if yeah. I would say things. And one of those examples would be the Sam Ovens guy. Yeah. You he's, know, he's killing it out there. Took one of his uh, con consulting courses, right? Uh, give, in his high tier. Give, uh, give the people an update on Sam Ovens if you haven't seen him in a Facebook ad or on oh, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. He's we're, everywhere. We're, we're assuming everyone knows. Yeah. But the, basically, if you're an entrepreneur or you're a digital, like, no matter whatever, if you're online doing business, you've probably been targeted by this guy. He's not like a Ty Lopez character, but he's a, we'll a consultant. He's a consultant consultant. And he's kind of like started consulting.com to teach all these people to do consulting for all anything. And so he's been successful for himself because his students are successful and he's good at what he does. And I would use him as an example, and this isn't like a huge, you know, testimony or anything, but like, we're, I'm just saying, give like, props, you, know? you give people props when they produce something that's quality, because it is able, you're able to take it and run with it way more because it's got the actual meat and potatoes there. Yeah. You know, it's like, you actually have something you can turn into some real tangible It's something, something that provides high value results and is possible for... A competent person to and, do. And let me be very explicit about the difference between what you might find in like a YouTube description section versus what you would find in a high ticket item like these $2,000 consulting courses. Yes. Typically, what I find in my experience in a low tier product is basically something that could have been put in, in post-it note format, blog posts, mm -hmm. but cleverly has been divided up into video format. Okay. And then you can then click on the videos and it essentially amounts to a 
catalog or Rolodex of resources that you are then to go figure out what to do after this course has basically said, hey, all this is possible. Here's where you go for this. Here's where you go for that. We've given you everything you need, business in a box. Go figure it out. Mm -hmm. And you go to figure it out and you realize there's extra strategies, extra tactics. Some people are way ahead of you because they actually purchased some real training. Mm -hmm. And so the, the difference there is if you go towards a high ticket item, you're going to get a strategic logical step-by-step -step, not resource-based training but something that is tactical okay and that's the difference i want to pause you real quick here too to give the listeners something to engage with uh in the comments below type in if you have a course that you have in mind that you either really want to share or want to have tested and vetted uh write that in the comments below uh, we'll also have a resource section in our website too, digital-entrepreneur.com. So check that out. But I really like what you're saying, you know, definitely yeah. vibe with that. The quality of your course, uh, really vetted out. But, um, let's talk about Sam Ovens, uh, Gary V, Tanner J. Fox, like specifically Gary V. You turned me on to him like yeah. two weeks ago, something like that. I'm he's amazed. Just, he was under a rock. He's never heard of Gary V. You know what? And you get he's he's in the game like connected with all of this stuff. Me. It's all right, um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't either. So I'm not alone out there. Um, but why do you like Gary V? Because um, he is an exceptional human being okay. as far as uh, hustle. Yes, he's it, the definition of his New York boy. Gary V is. Let's just go really big and call him a social media king for now. You know, yeah, like yeah. he's, 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 his style is raw capture. Just do it. Get out there. Don't be sitting and kind of wondering and pondering on schemes to do and then not taking action. It's just yeah. raw action, get her done. You yeah. Know? Well, and the reason why we're talking about all these guys, because it's all about like what level do you start at? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, Okay, you could start at the level where you just create a bunch of YouTube videos or you do a podcast like Sean and I, and then you say, oh, buy my course in the bottom, the way to get a 1,000 podcast subscribers. That's mm -hmm. one way to go about it. The second way to go about it is to create an agency. Sean and I create something that's like nice, is quality content, includes tactics, and we charge $2,000 for it, you know, and that's the Sam Ovens quality. Or we go like balls to the wall and become exceptional human beings and just like throw our hustle down like it's never been done before. And right. that's the Gary V level. This is the no look backs, like, fuck it, like, changing go the game. for it, changing the game, Using disruptive, tools, you know? 100%. Definitely. definitely. And um, the the question is, I'm averse to that. This is, and, and so, so, so it's like, I'm, I want, I, I'm a, I don't want to go Channer J Fox. I don't want to, I want to be about Sam Ovens, but, yes. but Gary V is too much. I, I'm, I'm Goldilocks. And, and so that, that, that asks the question of what level do you want? And I want to say, my ego wants to say, let's go for the balls of the wall, balls to the wall. Let's go Gary V. And because I don't want people being like, Oh, you're just lazy, you know? Uh, but the reality is, is I would be comfortable with 10 Tanner J Fox products that are automated and running under me, giving me high cash flow, uh, that are just really easy to produce and then focusing on a Sam Ovens level, uh, product, right? Like yeah. that model sounds yeah. like almost pyramid esque. You've got your, your grains at the bottom that are just pumping cash flow that are easy to just fart out. And, you know, I don't mind the, you know, the hater. You know who's the king of that? Who? who doesn't have that many haters? This dude named Vince Reed. 
Vince Reed, take note. Go Vince look at Reed, him. Vince Reed, he's a marketing traffic guy. Okay. He, you know, he's a traffic guru. He he does a lot of good content. He's hip. He's yeah. Cool. See, I want you know? that. You know. It, yeah. And then like, and he, then he's got haters, but still, like, everyone's you know, got haters. It's because he comes out with a new course all the time. They become dated because it's because they they deal with technology, mm-hmm. and so it's specifically like ad platforms and stuff like that. And so yeah. Like, there's no way you're going to take an ad course from him from 2014 and it's like yeah. still relevant somehow That's, maybe maybe but 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 this shit moves fast right it does every every year there's 10 new rules 10 new platforms different ways to do things and if you're staying on the dated technology you're light years behind the game now and it's oh, only yeah. going to get quicker yeah. but, but on the flip side of that if you're on if you're on the cutting edge you're just basically shitting out product courses like Vince Reed. You're just be like, oh, messenger bot, messenger bot course, yeah. like, fuck it. And, and, and you just monetize every little thing that comes down the pipeline of, like, a new shit that a person online should be doing to drive traffic. And Definitely. That's, that's what these people are doing. They, okay. they're, they're on the cutting edge, and they just deliver it to the rest of the people who adopt it, and then it becomes mainstream, and they find the next new thing. So let me ask you a question. Where does Ty Lopez live in the spectrum? And who is Ty Lopez? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, you, you tell me what you think of Ty Lopez. Like, I have my opinions. Like, yeah, I know so, you asked the question. I just will flip it on you. Okay. That's fair. Um, you, I've seen Ty Lopez on Facebook feeds, everything, and you're like, who is this guy? Because he's the quintessential, like, I feel like his business model was based on the shiny ego lifestyle of, like, a, a sexy entrepreneur like let me get a lambo let me read books to get to success uh and you're like check it out i'm walking on a stand-up treadmill desk and i'm working and i'm talking knowledge i'm like who is this guy you know and so ty lopez uh did he achieve success yes did he do it in an unconventional way yes let's give him his props where it's deserved and we was successful he's successful he's give props for that yes he is (laughs) successful and that was his model he do you want to be successful do you want to live this style take what was his product? Uh, That's what I don't know. <laughs> but somehow, just based off an image. No, I, I know his product. It's, it's a mentor box. He's a mentor. Okay, so like kind of like Dollar Shave Club, you get a mentor box. I or... don't even know what the product actually is. Okay, so cool. And we did some we research. Don't, we don't know Because what was, uh, there was like hearsay that he faked it till he maked it. No, um, no, I don't think that's actually true. Yeah, we looked like, into it, and he came from a background of, like, uh, GE Capital. He was running a yeah. club. He has all these things that are within you, the you, entrepreneurial. You know what I think we came up with was that <laughs> he, like, actually did buy the Lambo. Yeah. And then he, he no, maybe, I, thought, I thought I thought he was talking about it's way cheaper to buy Lambos than to rent, than it. To rent it for a year. Because it's, like, just a, a thousand argument. to two thousand. Yes. But I, but I think the fact is, because that's his rationale, but I think the fact is that... that he did afford the Lambo, okay. and so he bought it because he was like somehow had enough money for that with, okay. with his life, and that and that's cool. That is cool. But then it, what we don't know is whether or not he read all those books, mm-hmm. and then he went and <laughs> made his viral video. Uh-huh. And and I think I think if I could just speculate, it was that he was successful enough to buy a Lambo, and then made a video about the books and the Lambo, mm-hmm. and then that went viral. And I don't know if he actually read the books, but all I know is. He probably decided since I have a Lambo, let's make it go viral because I understand the internet. Yeah. And it's like the internet's probably prime for some dude who like makes the money from books enough to like Lambo. So, so let me ask this other question. Is Ty Lopez ethical in your book? Would you personally go a Ty Lopez route? Take success and then 
embellish further success with uh, a styled image. No, because... I don't think so, I would either. Because... But I can respect it. It is Hollywood. It, it, he's the Hollywood entrepreneur. We can coin him as that. Yeah, but that, that's okay. Like, there, there's know, nothing wrong not, with like, it. Let's not be haters. No. But like... like uh, just not for me. Like, yeah, that's, and that, for that, me. that's like, the question is what level of success do you want to shoot for? What do you want to own as your style? Are you being authentic to your uh, ethics and vision? You know, and yeah. so I want to ask you too, um, Ty Lopez, uh, Gary V, they're very different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Ty Lopez is on one end of the spectrum of a manufactured image, and then Gary V is just raw content. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you get that nice difference. Um, but what comes along with those level of, with that level of people, those yeah. lifestyles, yeah. you know, do you want to own the jets? Not even just the things, the the responsibility uh, oh, to shit. the people. Oh, yeah. That's a really deep question because the fans, the followers. Because it seems nice. It seems nice to have a Lambo and a billion dollars in the bank account, but then you're like, wow, like I got to answer messages. I got to be responsible for people's uh, inspiration. I got to continue to like achieve this level and maintain that. Be yeah, in you the basically limelight. become a modern like. This is kind of a weird statement. You become like modern, like modern king in a sense. This weird statement in, no, I, in I, a I, sense I, I that thought. you are responsible for a lot more than the average person because of the influence you have monetarily. Can you can we explore that though? Maybe some uh, because it's it's a uh, it's the starry eyed um, pursuit. We start uh, like on, being an entrepreneur is sexy nowadays. Like you are, mm-hmm. it's it's the thing, but. Can you shed some more light on what really comes with that? You know, like, and then what I'm yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't really know, but like, what you I think? Because we're not there yet, so I can't yeah, really I mean, truly like, be like, I don't want that. But I know that I know people like that have like rules where they like don't even answer their emails and shit, and they like have like different phone numbers all the time right? and stuff like that. It's like a weird life. I wouldn't even imagine like what it's like to have to switch cell phone numbers all the time or to basically be like two people away from talking to me at any. Point. But I think like people like Gary Vee somehow like are like superheroes where they manage to like put in time with their new employees. Even right. He's like the CEO of his company. Definitely. Like, I don't know, man. But if you were to if you were to ask me as far as like what this whole analogy of like what it's like to be a king versus a billionaire in our modern day society, it has to do with the fact that when you were a king back in the day of like uh, when you had what are they called? Kingdoms? <laughs> when back in the day when you had a kingdom, you would basically be in charge of everything within the walls. Yes. And all those people lived and died by your laws, your rules, and you decided who starved, who lived, what kind of prosperity w- happened within the walls. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a lot of more responsibility than people realize because we've been put in a position where we all vote on our things and mm-hmm. like, you know... It, that politicians only are given a grain of responsibility. But then when you look at the modern day entrepreneur with a, an effect on people, and I might be glorifying them. I don't know. Maybe I, I, yeah, I, 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 I like where you're going with it. I know? think a modern day entrepreneur with the amount of influence today with technology, specifically social media, politicians like are relying media. on. Oh yeah. Like, you know, Trump would needed uh, Elon Musk, you know, to be on his council. 
And that was like yeah. just a PR figure and value in Tr- itself. Trump is kind well, of let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not. I go don't there. care. The, the, it, he's an <laughs> entrepreneur, though. Yes, he, he wasn't a politician. Yeah, right. We voted an entrepreneur as the leader of the free world. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that, and, that's that's kind of crazy. And, and but let's just like note the fact that this entrepreneur used Twitter. Yeah, right. The, he's breaking things that presidents have never done before. That, and, and he's breaking not, precedents on that's what That's not to talk about done. Trump. That's no. to say that out there, even in the political sphere, people are using social media influence mm-hmm. that at the moment right now, outside of politics, is more available to people like Gary Vee, entrepreneurs, influencers. Mm-hmm. And you could compare a king as old old school politician, and now you, you compare like Donald Trump as the closest thing mm-hmm. to a modern day king, and, and, and that puts it as, in a proper compared apples to apples, because then if you compare modern-day Donald Trump's influence through social media to Gary Vee's Mm -hmm. influence through social media, obviously Trump does have more Mm -hmm. influence, but, so so it's kind of striking down my argument, but (laughs) Gary Vee does have a lot of influence as far as what he has influence over. It may not be politics, because that's not his sphere. Right. But he does control people's ambitions then that's a very weird thing to control in society he has he has the power to make or break friendships wait how what dude people people have lost friends because of talks on donald trump you know so he has that we're talking about gary v or trump trump oh i was talking about gary v pardon me on that section then but what you're saying is the power of social media and the power of this level right and we're going hyper to the top now um, I, I wanted to, cause the nice thing what you're talking about is the tools are out there for, to make Kings, you know, with social media. Yes. And that's, that's basically, and it. then, so going back, let's go to a case study or a, a story of someone who's coming from a nine to five and wanting to go all the way to the top and really what it takes in that path and what comes along with that, you know, so you have all of the people that are trying to contact you and trying to be a part of your life. Like, cause I know that I get tired when I get five text messages in a row and I almost just kind of brush that off. Oh, I yeah. couldn't imagine having a million follower, uh, Instagram account, my DMs blown up, you know, like, Dude, that would text- suck. yeah, it'd be terrible. So like, be but those chicks, you just, right. Like, you know, people in your DMs no, all the time. Be <laughs> atrocious. So like in the beginning, that sounded nice to have that. I was like, Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, going out. But then, you know, you really look at it and you're like, Oh my God. So do you want to be kind of like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, unaccessible? Oh, yeah. yeah, right. That sounds a little it's better. Be chilling, you know, big bank account. Like some of the right people know you, and you can kind of move things where you want it to. Yeah, you're just like a hermit of like sorts <laughs> within the uh, success world. Ballin' hermits. Yeah, ballin' hermits. Yeah. You should rename our podcast. Ballin' hermits. Ballin' hermits. <laughs> no, we're not under a rock. We're, we're trying to be out here. We out here. We out here. Um, but so, yes, I mean, we out here. You know, <laughs> we out here. But uh, so going from a nine to five and then achieving some level of success, because I think ultimately people are oh, just yeah, what you're trying to do. You're, you're trying to contextualize for the audience, specifically those who exactly. go from nine to five. You okay. know, because because I think really what people are looking for is freedom to do what they want and to have enough money to be able to support a lifestyle that they want. And what I'm trying to iterate is, uh, are you... What your goals versus creating a lifestyle is, is that reality versus what you want? Is that a realistic goal 
And then to set your thing to be like, okay, I just want to get out of my nine to five and I want to be able to have time to go on vacation, time to spend with my family, time to uh, money to feel like uh, retirement will be there and some form of financial stability. Mm -hmm. So does that look like uh, the business models? Let's tie it back to these business models now. Um, does it look screen. like a Tanner J. Fox? YouTube? Yeah. Does you it know, look like, like these automated things, you know, does it look like a balls to the wall right. the show exactly um you know and so really just understanding that um like where you're coming from what level are you mm -hmm. aspiring to or at least entering at and i think there's value in in just integrating that into your being because once you understand what your vision is once you understand what kind of lifestyle it is once you visualize that and seeing who's doing what and really understand what the responsibility of that is i think that will manifest and help you as a tool to pick the right thing and stay laser focused on achieving that. Yeah. You think that's yeah. fair enough to say? Yeah, it's fair to say because people often don't even know what business model they're going to do, let alone how they want to impact people with that business model. Mm -hmm. Because you could, you could just as simple say, like, I want to teach people how to have a business on Amazon because I have, and I feel like I could duplicate the success by teaching people the same things that I've done. They just do what I did, and they can say the same thing. Definitely. And if that becomes a small little Rolodex of uh, tools that you've used that you put in video format, so be it. If that means that you you know pour out all of your tactics that you can into like the most awesome training series that nobody else has out there, then that's what it that's what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Or are you going to create a community and a brand around yourself that puts yourself as like the utmost authority, yeah. and by no means questioned, the Gary V of yeah. your space? Like, what, what which level are you at? <laughs> and, I, and I think to tail on that, go the Gary V route, not succeeding for not shooting for the moon, but just do it. Because it, this shouldn't be something, all the stuff we said shouldn't be something that stops you from doing it. Being like, oh my God, that's fear now and I don't think I can do that. Find what you want to do and just do it, no matter if it's raw or produced. And I think you should always be making these steps. Like we're talking about two hours a day, achieving something that's moving your business forward. And use what we said to add to your your perspective, you know, to give you perspective and a realistic look at what it takes and then get clear on your goals and get clear on your vision and just continue to always do it. And just one thing you can do is start raw and just capture these ideas. And maybe you don't put it out there, but you're always recording and keeping content mm -hmm. and you can take from that content, the golden nuggets and produce it. That might be something that you can do, yeah. right? Is do all this, this, uh, raw recording and then reproduce it as quality content mm -hmm. but don't sit there in idleness mm -hmm. and not record and just think about fear or think about what you might do yeah right yeah could be something for someone let me crystallize this because i think i have an analogy for like what we're talking about here All i right. mean we're in the information age yes we're in an era where things are being connected by other humans that are making connections specifically something gets invented someone else figures out how that's used and another team is born companies made to optimize how society uses this new technology company therefore is born to market this new technology and it's like every time like a new neuron sprouts up another one's yeah. got to go and it's like a pathway and it all is kind of growing like it's 
some sort of living organism, our society, specifically with information, especially in the technology space, especially online. And so what these people are doing, what works the theme of our entire conversation here is basically that internet entrepreneurs are steadily staying on the forefront of what's cutting edge and growing the neural network of what's to become the future of information digital info products. Yes. And that's what we're speaking on specifically. How are you planning to participate on this renaissance of a digital information product overload where mm-hmm. everybody's going to be acclimated with all this new tech that's coming forward and how it's always going to be new, always going to be new. Everything's always going to be new. Who's going to share it with the world? Who's going to crystallize it for the rest of us? Mm-hmm. And that can be anyone that can be you at home. You can create a YouTube. If you're good at explaining something, you can articulate anything. That's Start why we started vision. this. That's why we started yeah. this. I feel like I can explain shit well. So first <laughs> off we go and start a podcast and then some people say, oh, I like what this person says. I right. like how they said it. Yeah. You know, and then it becomes known for explaining things, becomes known for what it's known for. That's because, all. because we've taken our hard knocks, you know, like this isn't like we just started and jumped into this, but we're doing it, you know, yeah. and it's raw. And like you can see, it's going to evolve. And we're just regular guys out here with like a very entrepreneurial spirit. Um But I think that's a good wrap-up on what we're talking about, a good kind of transition point, and we'll uh, end it here. But just to kind of go over what we were talking about is your level of success and what you want to shoot for. Do you own it? Um, There'll also be links to all the people that we talked about in the comments or in whatever. Yeah, well, no, but just you use them as resources and inspiration. You know, maybe they'll notice the traffic came from us and they'll give us traffic. There you go. Right. See, promote other people that are doing well and hopefully in a, in a, a good ecosystem. Way. Yeah. Like, you know, if we get some props, that'd be really cool, too. That'd be um, but yeah, check the comments. Also, comment on uh, courses that you'd like us to check out. Also, give us people that you think are really cool to talk about or to check out well, as business well. Business models. That yes. You always looking for new business models. Put through the gauntlet. And we'll be talking about the gauntlet uh, sometime pretty soon, really clearly defining what that is, because I think that when you're starting a venture, if you use this gauntlet to vet it or to uh, kind of prove it as a successful thing. Yeah, it's a criteria. Let's good criteria, good resource. Cool. Uh, but with that, signing out, entrepreneurs. Peace out. I'm Sean. And I'm Matt. All right. You guys have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. For full recaps to this show or for more topics and resources on entrepreneurship and the economy, head on over to digital-entrepreneur.com. And remember, we want you to entrepreneur.